Uh, by the way, before I forget, if I go quiet, it's because yes. I'm have, I'm coughing. Okay, yes. And I've got a button. Um, Dave's just showed me now there's a button on this that I'm going to press. Me, can you? Did you okay, hear I, any of that? I, no. I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> it does work then. Because yeah, I am. Uh, I've got the Thailand a ball bag, but I don't know how Yeah, ball bag, you fucking ball yeah. bag. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to an unnumbered issue of themed songs. And it hasn't got a number because we're so prolific, we don't know what number this one's going to be. How about that? My other guest star, whose name is Steve. It's a time of crisis, Tina. We don't know. <laughs> this could be the last. Are we, are we going to talk about the virus or is yeah. this going to be a virus-free zone? Uh Suffice to say, um, I'm self-isolating. I'm in my shed. I might yeah. come out in July. I've got everything I need. Coffee Lovely. machine, four bottles of wine, uh, some Royster Royster's steak bake, steak flavored crisps. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I've Lube. got a, I've got a loo. Well, it's a bucket, but you know, lube, lube, and that's it. You know, so uh, <laughs> blow up doll. <laughs> I will see you where I will see. It's a bit like twenty-eight days later out there. You know, <laughs> I'll see you when everything tides over. Yeah. Yeah, they could find you in in the shed, like like a little wizened man, couldn't they? With oh, a long, yeah. like uh, Terry Jones in the Life of Brian. Uh, yeah, or oh, that 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 guard in that uh, one of the Raiders of the Lost Ark film who's been sitting in that. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That is. <laughs> what are you guarding, though? What have you got in the shed that you want to guard? Uh, oh, uh... Considerable amount of vinyl in here. Um, Shouldn't tell people that yeah. because they'll nah. come round and nick it all. <laughs> uh, I've got a, I've got a model of the mummy and a werewolf. Ah, oh, protected. Don't worry about oh, that. Oh, there you go. Then you just need Bride of Frankenstein now. Oh, that's me. It's, it's, it's on my list. That is. <laughs> is yeah. <it? laughs> I'll correct. I'll collect Aurora models from the 1960s. So oh, you know the you? classic horror horror ones. The uh, you know, uh, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know who made it, but the only model I've ever wanted is that um, replica of Medusa out of Clash of the Titans. Oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. Aurora did that. Well, they could have done. They, they, they used to no, it was... It's, I can't remember who it was. It, it wasn't that long ago. I don't know ah. if, it, was, if it, it wasn't Necker, but anyway. That's got nothing to do with music, has it? Yeah, we've got one off already. <laughs> so, so I suppose what we could talk about at the moment is uh, because this virus is sweeping the world. Mm -hmm. So everything seems to be cancelled. A, a friend of mine, Tom, one of the other podcast hosts, was supposed mm -hmm. to see Steve Martin and Martin Short at the, I think it was the London Palladium or even the Albert Hall on yeah. Sunday. They didn't tell anybody they cancelled it. Steve Martin tweeted apparently as he was flying over greenland to say he was on his way home yeah. sorry folks change my mind yeah so <laughs> oh, it's brilliant yeah probably oh, fantastic. A, yeah. a lot of live events not just sport but a lot of concerts are going to be cancelled you know i mean 
it depends how, how long before it's declared safe, but you could see a big festival going down this year, couldn't you? you know, Glastonbury. Um, well, that's June, isn't it, really? Yeah. So uh, that's got to be one of the closer ones. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I could... I could see one, one, you know, uh, having to sort of cancel for the year, and financially that could that could ruin somebody, couldn't it? Really, yeah. you know, when you've laid out all that mu- that much money. I know I've um, there's a couple of people uh, touring. I'm just sort of going to hold fire on buying tickets, really, um, before uh, before <laughs> we get sort of advice. I luckily enough I saw uh, Michael Kiwanuka uh, a couple of weeks ago. And he was incredible, by the way. Um, and uh, that's a made-up name, isn't it? He just oh, made Michael that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he was he was incredible and completely sold out tour as well. So, oh. um, yeah, and uh, so everything else, I think, is going to go on on hold now. So, uh, other than the stuff I've already paid for. What have you have you got? Quite a few gigs in the bank then that you're waiting to go to that you think will probably uh, get cancelled. Yeah. Pet Shop Boys. When's that? I think that's June. Um, uh, I've got um, oh Hat Man. <laughs> a Hat Man, a man that no, wears that. hats. Your, your friend, your friend, uh, the Hat Man. Yeah. The hat Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got two Paul Weller tours. He's doing a tour in uh, May and then again towards the tail end of the year. He's got a new album out in June, so I think one will be promoting that and then he'll be back to doing um, sort of greatest hits again. Yeah. Uh, and the Black Pumas. Have you come across the Black Pumas? No. Oh, fantastic. What kind uh, of music is that? Soul music. I, yeah. They're a duo. Um, their, their first album is, well, I think, and their only album is... It's pretty incredible, actually. Uh, uh, my my sort of record of the year so far. Oh, I haven't seen eight, even beating Taping Parlour, which uh, I've been playing a lot of. And uh, I've also played... Uh, have you come across Liam Bridges? No. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. I have. He's, yes. Ah, somebody heard her. Yes. He's released a, an EP with... Somebody called, and I will have to look this, uh, look at this to sort of make sure of it. It's, I think it's Karangbin, oh. um, and it's called uh, the Texas Sun uh, EP, and the title track is just brilliant. So um, I've got one, one Leon Bridges, two Leon Bridges albums. Couldn't tell you what they were called. They're the sort of yeah. thing that I just. I just listen yeah. to they're very uh, he's quite sexy isn't he really yeah, not that I've him. ever seen him but... I saw him last year he was very oh, good right. yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. quite sexy as well yeah. and quite sexy as well <laughs> well I I've only got one one gig um booked for this year and uh, it's it's <laughs> please don't hate me for this Steve it's Luke Evans the actor who sings I don't know him okay <laughs> Are you familiar with Beauty and the Beast, the live action film? He plays Gaston no, in it. No, okay, no. so he's he's Welsh and he he is, he is actually a really good singer but he just sings covers. Um if you get the chance to see a great big Hollywood star on stage singing yeah. and you know, I just bought some tickets <clears throat> And I, I think that's sort of the mid or late April. I got in touch with um, the theatre in Flandidno, where he's performing, and mm-hmm. said, you know, what, what's going to happen? And they were, they basically said, 
yeah, it's not being cancelled. And even if it is, we won't give you your money back. You have okay. to, you have to book to see another show. And if you do cancel because you're scared of catching the virus, yeah, uh, you don't get your money back. It's not. Yeah. And, and I, I bought insurance with the ticket. Yeah, does insurance doesn't cover it? They've, okay. they've specifically said you can't get your money back because of the covid virus you'll have to go see the crankies at christmas so i am going to ask you what you've been listening to since the last time we spoke uh so this is uh, going to be an enormous list and i've only got yeah. one <laughs> um, uh, still loving the uh the pet shop boys new album hotspot Oh, I've heard that. Really good, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a there's a few bangers on that. Um, uh, Monkey business is is brilliant. Doesn't it uh, get on your nerves a bit though, Neil Tennant? The way he sings a bit like that, doesn't he? I I would I would argue with anybody. I think his phrasing is probably him. I would say Neil Tennant, yeah. Tracy Thorne, and Frank Sinatra have yeah. got the best phrasing in music because you can listen to a Pet Shop Boys album. And you could actually name every lyric. Yeah. There's yeah. not a. There's mm. nothing. Um, he's very good. I mean, um, I've been sort of with him since West End Girls sort of yeah. things. So uh, he's a, he's a. I think there's him and um, a gentleman who I'll be talking about later. Who I will inst. I will automatically buy their albums, and I think I've got it down to those two. Right. Um, I won't even have to listen to them. I'll know that you know. I trust them. <laughs> well, you'd think that you know, knowing that I'm a bit of a rock chick, that I'd hate the Pet Shop Boys, but actually, I I think they're really good. Uh, there's a there's a thing in that the, they did um, a book years well loads of years ago, um, where uh, it's all about their American tour, hmm. and uh, in one bit they get um, they're doing one gig, and uh, your man from Guns and Roses turns up. And he's, right. he's kind of a massive fan, you know. Yeah. Um, um, so I think I think people can can respect uh, good good songwriters yeah. and good songs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I've uh, I've had a bit of a, a weird week with one thing <laughs> and another, uh, with Dave being ill, and I had some news as well earlier that was a bit <laughs> shit. And I've actually been listening to Direction React reaction and creation uh, all week yeah yeah. 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 yeah i've i've uh, gone down the uh, an earth wind and fire uh revival. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i've been uh yeah please the, tell uh, me you've been wearing the funny sparkly I, trousers uh, oh lot. yeah i've gone platform boots the whole <laughs> lot yeah i that they're incredibly cheap their albums are and um, oh. i mean um and uh I picked up a, a sort of mint copy of, uh, of uh, I think it's I Am, and um, for a fiver, I mean, and that's got it's a Boogie Wonderland September, you know. Oh, man, I've been having fun. I don't think I've ever heard an Earth, Wind & Fire album. I, I'm only familiar with the hits. I've got, I think I've got most of them. I had a most on CD, but uh, mm. as I say, I, I lost a fair portion of mine vinyl collection at one stage so uh is that in the fire I... no that was... <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was that was for a holiday <laughs> i sold a bit i did yeah i did i ever tell you i did have a, a record collection ripped off uh years ago uh, a guy ripped me off for a complete record collection 
Um, if I'd have known that I, it was now, I would say, knowing the value, it's between fifteen and twenty thousand pounds worth. So, um, yeah, um, asked a guy to value it. There's a lot of northern sell stuff, and uh, he uh, he said, "I'll need to take it away and uh, have a look through it." And never saw him again. So, so this this particular episode uh, was my choice of word, and I picked holiday. Did you find it difficult to think of some songs to do with holidays, or? I did, straight away, um, uh, straight away, I got three, and I got. It's one of those we could we could do it every year and come up with another three yeah. every t- every time. Yeah. Um, funny enough, you picked holiday. Mm. Um, now I've been in your neck of the woods. Um, I thought you were going to say you've been in my uh, knickers. Then. <laughs> Don't say a word. Don't when say a word. When they're, when they're on the line, perhaps I'd work around. But um, no. Um, I've been to I've been to Chirk. In fact, I've uh, moored the boat at Chirk Barina yes. a couple of times. Yes. They do a very nice Sunday lunch, by the way. Um, so you know, you're kind of a holiday place. People go to Langollen for Langollen festivals and stuff like that. Oh my like god, that. that is the worst pronunciation of Langollen I've ever heard in my life. Oh, you, <laughs> <laughs> stick around, kid. I can mangle any language. <laughs> Well, because I picked the word holiday, the theme of holiday, uh, it's my turn to go first. So imagine me as a little girl. Can you imagine me? You know what I look I'm, like. I'm, try- I'm trying to, yes, go on. So, so like short sort of dark red hair and like pudgy with a convent schoolgirl outfit on uniform because i okay dave's imagining this <laughs> no no i really did <laughs> go to... a request every evening this is what no, i'm saying no, he's not bothered <laughs> <laughs> no uh, i really did go to a convent school so uh so my dad was a coal miner and after the strike he ended up m- moving to stoke to work at a pit there so he was gone all week and uh, my mum, being the flighty piece that she was, stroke is, even though she's 79, uh, decided to get a job because she was bored. <clears throat> and remember, this is sort of 1970, 1972, three, four. She sort of, when my dad worked away. Um, so I was about seven, eight, nine, around about eight, nine, I think. Um, so my mum was really glamorous and mm-hmm. she ended up working as a barmaid. So she was d- really okay. giggly, sexy, and yeah. I was alone most of the time. But I vividly remember her coming home and she used to bribe me with dollies mm-hmm. if, she, if she didn't come home. And this one time she came home with uh, a single and she put it on the record player and this burst out. Oh, this year I'm up to So that is 
my first experience and the first song that popped into my head when I thought of holiday, a holiday song, a little girl. My mum was obsessed with this song. She would not, she would literally, do you remember record players that had like a an extendable arm and it would play the single my and then it would, had one, yeah. and then it would play it again and then yes. it would play it again. That's what my mum did with this single. <laughs> That's what she um, did. I, uh, I like this and dislike it in equal measures, really. How could you, how could you possibly uh, like that single? Uh, well, musically, it's cat shit, really, but it's it's as Spanish as a, as a pork pie. And, and famously, Sylvia was Belgian. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and considering uh, its, um, its title... Um, it's got one of the worst couple of opening lines I've ever heard, you know. Um, okay, <clears throat> listen to this. Uh, all the ladies fell for Rudolph Valentino. He had a Bino in those balmy days. Hey, right, okay. Valentino was a Latin American. <laughs> he, t- he, t- he came from Italy. <laughs> what the hell is he reading the Bino for? You know. <laughs> Hello, ladies. I have this nutty, nutty book. <laughs> it is called The Bino, and it has the, how you say, Dennis the Menace, and his nutty little dog, Nashir. And sometimes when is Dennis has been very I live near the border, and sometimes when Dennis is father, he gets very mad because Dennis has beaten up Walter the Softie. He hits him on his nutty bottom with a slipper. Well, that's oh. that's a you can't say Langochlin and you can't do a Spanish accent. I'm uh, I've got a much better opening two lines for this song. Do you want to hear it? Go on then. Right, right. All the Spanish ladies loved Don Juan. He was very <laughs> handsome and had a massive dong. No, okay, it's not a junk song, but it's a, it's an improvement, I think. You know, <laughs> a massive dong. Yes, actually, my favourite uh, couple of lines from the song is, um, uh, well, actually, it's a second verse. Quite by chance, to hot romance, I found the answer. Flamenco dancers are by fest, by, yeah. by far the finest. Bet. Oh, hold on, that's not the. I haven't got to it yet. Go on. There was one who whispered, oh, hasta la vista, each time I kissed him behind the castanet. He yeah. rattled his maracas close to me, and in no time, I was trembling at the knee. There, boom, and number one. And a knee trembler. Um, it throws every cliche in the book there, doesn't it? Um, Absolutely. This song, this, that record actually sold a million copies, do you know? <laughs> um, but I'll tell you why I love it. I'll tell you why I love Please this Please do. And I, thought, I probably thought about this more than any of the songs we've picked today. Why I love it, it, it sort of represents, really, the zenith of, of Brits going to Spain. Yeah. You know, yeah. prior to, to the 70s, uh, in the 60s, like the foreign travel was still pretty much the preserve of the middle classes, weren't yeah. they? You know, yeah. and... Um, I re- or, or those childless couples who both worked and they'd, they'd have uh, like a cocktail bar in the house and they'd have a, a, a couple of Spanish fans and maybe a, a bullfighting poster in there 
and they'd, they'd show you the maracas they brought with yeah. <laughs> Benny Dorms Benny Dorms stamped on the oh, front and those know. shields with swords going through them that I, were like velvet my 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 in-laws had them I've got them in the <gasps> garage I don't really want to throw them away you can't um, no have you yeah. got have you got one of those Spanish flamenco ladies? I would like if there's anybody out there listening who's got one they don't want, please can I have it? I've always <laughs> seriously, I've always wanted one. Yeah. But that but uh towards the seventies, I think this is seventy two, um the, the the sort of working classes, uh, uh, the price of, of foreign travel had lowered enough to sort of tempt them along. And and then they were, you know, straw donkeys. Do you remember mm. the straw donkeys? Yes, you know? I do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and hence the uh, the start of what was what has been called ever, ever since as the British disease arrived on on the yeah. Spanish shores. Yeah. Um, and uh, to to the sort of people who, who uh, are listening from uh, other countries and uh, and millennials, um, really. Um, if you can imagine, uh, in the 1970s, the licensing laws uh, for al- alcohol in the UK were primitive. Um, you literally got about three and a half hours uh, of a lunchtime mm. and three and a half hours in the evening. In fact, in Wales, your neck of the woods, some of the pubs never opened on a Sunday. No, they didn't. You see, now, yeah, I, was a, they didn't. I was a barman in the in the 80s, and... Um, and we never really changed the, the, the licensing laws to all day drinking until well into the 90s. So people who were, who were rocking up in, in, in Spain for the first time, I mean, they were a nation of speed drinkers, you know. I mean, you know, I, do you remember that the, there was a, a thing called last orders and you got yeah. a 10 minute, yeah. And yeah. Used to ring, I used to ring a bell and say, it's last orders, ladies and gentlemen, and people had got, 10 minutes toward the last, and people would say, uh, who'd been sort of mildly sipping, you know, a pint of sort of bitter off, off the night, right, I'll have six pints and try and drink them all within within 20 oh. minutes before we threw them out. Yeah. And people, and there's just, you know, the Darwinian sort of theory that, you know, we evolve over generations to, to adapt to your environment. environment. When the Brits got over to Spain, they could they could speed drink, man, and then suddenly you're you're in the, you've wound up in a country where a it's all day drinking, b it's cheap and uh, it's about a, a third of the price in mm. the seventies. It's it's got a lot more expensive, but uh, it's about a third of it. And hence the fact that we started vomiting and fighting and 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 shagging in the middle of the road. You know, I mean, well, they, well, these were the days before. I mean, it's normal now. You finish work and you go and buy a bottle of wine. People didn't really Never drink, did, did they? They didn't Never buy did. bottles of you, wine. In fact, in fact, you were look you were looked at as oh, he's got a bit of a problem. If yeah. It's, if, yeah. Why we looks like we got ourselves a wine drinker over there, you know? Well, or in any... 1974, yeah. um, my mum and dad uh, took me because I, they only had me at that point. So I've since got a brother and a sister as well, mm. um, and we went to Mallorca for three days. And, you know, we live in a little Welsh village and the consensus was, who the fuck does she think she (laughs) is? And I can remember, and I was a little girl, and bear in mind, I was an only child as well. But I can can distinctly remember a waiter giving me a drink of Coke that had ice and lemon in it. And I was scared to drink it because I didn't know what it was because i'd never even had coca-cola before wow. Se- uh, seriously and i was nine 
1974. Yeah. But that but that is so that is the first choice for me. So there we have Sylvia singing. Singing three seconds of Aviva Espana. So so then, you know, you've got I've got to pick a main song. So another song instantly came to mind. Um and it's quite I don't know how well known this song is in Britain. <clears throat> I heard it and it means a lot to me because it's tied in with my son Wesley. Okay. And uh, several years ago, I Wes was about eight, I think. So it's sort of well, several years. It's twenty years ago. Uh, we went to oh, it can't be twenty years. Ago. Hang on, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, so yeah, he was. He was. He was eight. He was eight. Um, this song came out. Oh God, I'm getting confused now. <laughs> Dave's gonna love me for this. Is he's gonna be like, fucking hell? Uh, so. Yeah, so for me, this is tied in with Wesley. Um, and Wesley was eight, and we went to. Oh, God, I'm sorry, but it's just totally gone out of my head. You I, went to Turkey? Uh, no, it didn't go to Turkey, it was Tunisia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I suggested Turkey because he's Turkish. Yeah. I think I, yeah. I'm getting. Yeah. No, we went on holiday, uh, me, Wesley, and. Wesley's dad, who, my ex-husband Chris, we went to Tunisia on holiday, and it was one of those holidays that that make me go, oh, because it was you know a proper like, oh, you know, and everybody claps and they have entertainment at night and everybody gets pissed. It wasn't an all-inclusive, but it's the strangest holiday I've ever been on in my life because I've never been to an Arab country before, and we went to a place called Medea, which is. Where you know it's just out of the way from all the other holiday hotspots in Tunisia. It's sort of halfway down the country, so we were literally just sort of dumped at this place in a coach, and it was real hardcore Arabi, you know, African. Just not many holiday makers there, except at this one hotel which we were staying in. So. All day <laughs> around the pool, this song was being played. I, I quite like it. I, it's, it's, um, I was more familiar with a Holly Valance cover. Yeah, yeah. That came out, but I had heard it. Um, likewise, I, I went to, we went to Turkey for a few years. I'm learning to scuba dive. And, um, you're like James Bond, aren't you? Sailing, oh, scuba sure. diving. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I, and, uh, I that was it was sort of ubiquitous. No matter which bar you sort of sat in, you you got you were going to wear that because hey, you're in Turkey. I think this guy is Turkish. His uh, his name's Tarkan, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so this was oh, I was one of our own, and it, it I can I mean it, it like I 
think we were talking, um, it will automatically transfer you, um, bring back every kind of mm. memory, and you're automatically transferred. Mm. And I just remember sitting there uh, on one of these these sort of bars along the seafront and watching Michael Jackson on a moped go past. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the the. They they had a, like you say they had a lot of entertainment and yeah. they would work the bars yeah. so you would see a Michael Jackson on a moped going past for it to his next to his next <laughs> bar or there'd be a Tina Turner going the other way you know and um, the uh, the Turkish guys that we we met were, were quite relaxed I would say they were sort of Muslim with a small M really yeah. you know um, they. Uh, they would be in the bars and suddenly a call to prayer would come over you know and they go we must. Yeah. We must turn music down. You know, but they French turn, as well. Yeah, I'm too, this is my Turkish, and then, and then five seconds after, go, okay, music up, everybody dance now. Yeah, and that was that was it. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, I have got a few facts about Tarkan because uh-huh. I I'd never seen him before. I just know the song. I just watched the video, which is again on YouTube. Very mm-hmm. very poor quality. Um, Kiss Kiss was written in 1997 by Turkish singer Tarkan and it's originally called and please forgive me for my pronunciation I think it's Simarik which means spoilt in in Turkish um it was released in France in 1998 and the rest of the world in 1999 uh, there's many versions of this song Mainly, Tarkan's the most well-known, where Holly Valance's English version of it uh, is most known sort of in English-speaking countries. I vaguely remember that. I just know the foreign language one. Um, So, have you read the lyrics to this particular song? I haven't, no. (laughs) Do you think they're slightly sexist or... Quite respectful of women. I think they're. Uh, I think they're uh, gratuitously sexist. Really, absolutely. I'm hoping so. Absolutely. So, uh, she's lined her eyes with mascara, li- lips bright red as she shakes her ass, and shamelessly, <laughs> shamelessly, she faces me, grinning sassily just to spite me. That's a bit like you deserved me raping you. <laughs> You were asking for it. Standing over there looking like that. We weren't raised this way (laughs) to be made fools of in front of everybody. New customs come to old ways. You minx, you vamp, you sweet talking tramp. My fate, if I catch you, I'll kiss, kiss. The unfortunate thing about it is you don't know what the fuck he's singing, you know, because it's in Turkish. It's such a catchy song, though. It's such a catchy song. Uh, So I've got memories of, like, being around a pool and this being pumped Mm. out. But the the man around the pool would get the kids to dance to it. Right, Uh, So Wes would sort of belly dance and then I'd kick him in the water. (laughs) Uh, But that, that is... That is Tarkan, and it's not the song that I want to pick. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk about briefly this, the the my main song, um, and it's by Lindsay Buckingham. And the reason I picked this song is is again it's all to do with my son Wesley. Uh, I th- I think he was about ten or eleven. Um, 
we drove to Cornwall, uh, to Foy in Cornwall. And oh, from nice. where, yeah, it's it's a beautiful place. It's where Daphne du Maurier's house is. I didn't know that at the time. The whole week, it absolutely pissed down. It was torrential rain. There's loads to do in Cornwall and it's a beautiful place. But no matter where you are in Britain, if it's pissing down with rain, you just want to go home because you just can't get your head. You know, it's it's the worst thing in the world to be on holiday in Britain, especially the seaside when it it's rain when it's raining, it is. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <coughs> um, I, having surfed Cornwall for oh summer after summer, um, it was just something. I mean, you don't mind it when you're actually surfing because you're going to get wet anyway. Yeah. But it's. Um, you know, we 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 sat it. You know, we had tents. We camped, mm. and uh, you know, you'd be wet all day, and then you've got to go back to this wet tent. And, yeah, uh, yeah. There is well, uh, taking a kid on holiday with you. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. and they're bored. But the one thing, the one bright thing I remember is uh, is this song, and the reason for it is. Uh, it was we had a cassette recorder in the car, and I used to make. I've always made compilation tapes, um, and we had, you know, this was part of it. And Wes really loved it. And one thing, uh, uh, perhaps a lot of people who who are listening now won't know that Wes currently isn't in a band, but since he's been a sort of young lad, he's been a musician, and he's sung with different bands, and you know, just always been in a band. He's always loved music. Uh, and we used to sing along to it. Uh, but first, before I tell you what, what the song is, I'll just tell you a little bit about Lindsay Buckingham um, and the fact that this song, and you'll guess what it is when I tell you this, uh, because this song was written for the 1983 film National Lampoon's Vacation. Have you seen the film? The Griswolds. Yes. The Griswolds. Yes. I love the Griswolds. Coming yeah. to Wally World. They're Wally going to Wally World. Yeah. The song was also used in the sequels, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Fantastic. It was also used in Vegas Vacation and Vacation, which is the film that I'm talking about. Um, Lindsay Buckingham is famous for Steve. <laughs> Um, being in Fleetwood Mac, being um, in Fleetwood Mac, and, and shagging. being married to um, <laughs> Stevie Nicks. Were and, they married? Uh, I didn't know they were married. Well, I, I didn't know if they was actually, were they actually married. I know. I, don't, I never read that they. I know I, he married somebody else, and he's got little kids now, right. even though he's like hundred and three. Uh, Buckingham Nicks. Yeah, yeah. Nicks. Yeah. Buckingham Nicks, Nicks before uh, Fleetwood Mac, wasn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I got. A huge, huge admiration actually for for uh, Lindsay Buckingham. I, I think uh, he, he he basically rescued a rescued a failing yeah. band really, yeah. and uh, um, and I'm one of those the few people that actually stands up to about Tusk. Still think it's a really good album. You know, I cherry- do. I think it's yeah. a, and it's a great song as well. Yeah, it's a yeah. really good album. Yeah, I mean, is, yeah. I, it was just being experimental and 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 hats off to anybody who's is going to do that as far as I'm concerned. And uh, and everybody said, oh well, you know, after after he, the uh, the debacle that was Tusk, I think they made great albums afterwards. Yeah. I think Tango in the Night's a good album yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah it's all yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, Lindsay Buckingham's best known as the lead guitarist of Fleetwood Mac and along with Stevie Nicks, 
they uh, and you people who are big old school Fleetwood Mac fans will go, no, it's not true. But really, the the introduction of those two people in in that band actually made them globally superstars. Yeah. Um, he was also the vocalist of the group, and That's he true. was in Fleetwood Mac from 1975 till 1987. Then they split up, and he went off and did his own thing, and then he rejoined in 1987 to 1997 and then he was fired in 2018 now i've i've read up about this there are two sides to the story um so yeah it's it's the things that i've read are that uh, Mick Fleetwood was on something like Good Morning America and they they were talking about the tour and they were going, yeah, you're going on tour, you must be so excited. And Mick Fleetwood was like, yes, yeah, okay. And then they mentioned something about Lindsay Buckingham and he, and he said, yeah, well, he doesn't work for us anymore. And then, <laughs> and then Lindsay Buckingham's story is that there was some sort of award ceremony that they were all at and Stevie Nicks was being presented with something and as she was being presented with it he started laughing at her and she got really pissed off with him stormed off stage and said to Mick Fleetwood and Christine McVie he goes or I do so they chose Stevie whether or not that's true Mm. Don't, you know what happened I mean the the story that Fleetwood Mac say is that Lindsay Buckingham wouldn't actually sign on the dotted line to do this world tour so they said right time's up Neil Finn welcome <laughs> Neil Finn I'm... one of my favourite favourite singers I love yeah. him I absolutely love him and I've seen him on YouTube singing with, with Fleetwood Mac oh and I don't know no, I, I've not seen it. When I when I heard about it, I went, huh? But I thought, well, perhaps they, they're actually going to write some stuff and they've they've, they've brought in somebody extra because, I mean, he's a brilliant songwriter. Neil know. Finn is probably... Yeah, yeah. He's right up there for me, Neil Finn is. Crowded House are just an they're, amazing band. They are. And a very, very underestimated yeah. lyricist. I mean, um, yeah. another one of those people uh, that can... Uh, sort of it can get away. I mean, when you call a, a, an album Temple of the Low Men and, uh, you know, <laughs> mm. <laughs> and re- and release a song about when you call, when you come and be, oh, it's a lovely song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, and, and you're just giggling at it. I mean, no, he's, it is good. But I thought, oh, perhaps they're, they're going to mix things up and actually sort of release new material. But I think from, from perhaps from, Lindsay Buckingham's point of view, if you're just going to sort of, you know, keep plodding on, yeah. you know, just re- regurgitating yeah. the same stuff, do you want to get off? You know, do, do you want to be be creative or or mm. just pick up the paycheck at the end of every tour? Yeah. I do think that's what Mick Fleetwood's into, isn't it? He's just like, you know, he's into yeah. being tall. He's into shagging Stevie Nicks when he's bored. Yeah, <laughs> living, living in Maui, you know. And, is that uh, where he lives? Holy shit, yeah, <laughs> that can't he, be bad. Uh, that's, that's where he's... His house is, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he's he puts another wing on every time oh, he goes God. away somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, Buckingham uh, took Fleetwood Mac to court, and oh. it was settled out of court in a matter of a month. So God knows how much money they gave him. A shitload. A shitload. So, so after talking about Lindsay Buckingham, 
briefly again uh this song is a theme tune from a film and the film is european vacation oh it's not european vacation <laughs> Oh my god, what a hang on, I've got a cough now. It was was the first one, yeah. I've got the I've got the virus, it's addling my brain. (laughs) It is. It's not European vacation, it's National Lampoons Vacation. Vacation. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. Yeah. All of the vacation films are really good though. Well I suppose they drop off a bit, don't they, as they go. Yeah, what happened to Chevy Chase? He's uh he's just um I I don't know, I think he's just like an old man in Hollywood now. He, he's in some series, isn't he? I oh, was, what I, is you it know, called? I wondered about that. Community. I thought, I bet he's going to pop up, pop up in, a, in a TV series, probably. You know, he's absolutely he's yeah. infamous, isn't he, for being probably one of the most awkward people to work with. His yeah. reputation is terrible. But we don't care because we love Clark Griswold. Yeah. And he, uh, he he's got one of the most unique haircuts in the world. As yeah, well, well his yeah. hair his haircut is exactly the same, only he's yes, white right. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so if any of you haven't checked out uh any of the the vacation films, please do, especially the first and the second one. Yeah. Because uh well we could probably spend two hours talking about cousin Eddie. And the Christmas one, the Christmas one is an absolute classic. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the reason I picked this song is as we're stuck in rainy Cornwall and we're driving about looking for something to do, Holiday Road would come on. Only uh, I have this, I used to have this thing that I used to, this is quite bizarre really, but I only ever paint my toenails red when i go on holiday because i wear Ooh. sandals so talking at rice and other sandals look at the woman over there with she her is, red toenails she's so slutty <laughs> she's asking for it ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i tell you your honor <laughs> it's very true that but where's Wes used to say to me, because he's a little boy, why do you only, like, do that thing on your toes when we go on holiday? And I used to say, you know, just because I'm wearing sandals and we're on holiday and I want to be all, you know, like a girl. So he used to sing, holiday toes. <laughs> and that's why I picked this song. Because as soon as, as soon as I think of holidays, I think of... Holiday toes, and even now he's twenty-eight. If I say to him, he'll start singing it at me. So, ladies and gentlemen, Lindsay Buckingham's "Holiday Toes."
welcome back after that wonderful song. It's really bouncy, isn't it? And happy and holiday ishy. I think that's the that's the whole point of a of a holiday song, isn't yeah. it? Really, you don't have to you don't have to dwell too much over the lyrics. You just want to sort of you know bounce along to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you don't have to pick Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you pick, Steve? Have you have you got any early memories or poignant memories that instantly made you think of a holiday I... song? Uh, holidays from childhood were mostly spent in Rill in North Wales oh, um, or Western Supermare or I think we went and Devon. I think they were the two, the three sort of places we went. Yeah. Um, um, they were just sort of family things, really. Um, I don't remember. I was good at wandering off. Oh. That's all I can remember. I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time getting lost. You know, I, a minute, minute the my parents' back was turned, I'd sort of wander off somewhere. Are you, you know, an only but, child? No, I got three sisters, but um, you may as well be when you're when yeah. you're the only boy with three sisters. Yeah. You know, you must you have, have been so spoiled then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I, I remember. We went to one holiday camp and they had a cinema and they used to show in the evening uh, quite quite old films and I saw all the Beatles films. They must have showed one every night, so Hard Day's Night, Help, um, Yellow Submarine and I remember really liking that. That's that's the, the only impression that uh, I got. And one year we were in um, we were in Devon uh, Woolacombe and um, um, my mum, because they used to go and play bingo on an evening, you know. Yeah. I, do you remember those holiday camp? Did... No, I've never stayed in one oh, ever, God. even no, as a no, no. kid. Did you? Did you ever go to a working men's club or no. anything? No. no. Well, no. the social clubs in in the in the seventies and eighties were oh, torrid affairs, but. Um, the holiday camp, and I remember we would walk. Me and my sister would go to this cinema, and we walk into this club in a huge, fast room, and the cigarette smoke was sort of would hang halfway <laughs> along the and it, halfway along the sort of the, the room. It was a sort of eye level, mm. and you'd walk in and you'd start crying because the cigarette smoke was so. Oh God! And and it, I remember the playing bingo, and it, and the room was sort of so quiet you could hear a pin drop, and then eventually, so some kind of an entertainment would would come on. But at this one particular holiday, my mum won the big prize at the bingo, you know, which I suppose in the, the equivalent now would be a few a few grand, you know, it was the last mm. last sort of game of the evening. And so I remember that holiday we just had money through at us, you know, um anything we sort of wanted we could we could sort of have, you know. Wow. And um I I remember I went surfing, you know, uh, that was the first time because it was not really that popular in the UK, but there was one school on the beach, mm. and we were able to go down there, and and that's that's where I got the bug, very early from really. Mm. Um, so that was that's that's kind of my early memories. Um, uh, all my others are sort of you know, as everybody, you know, you first you remember the first holiday that you had without the parents, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but- well, if it was a good holiday, no. Yes, that was our point of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cheap cider, cheap, uh, yeah. cheap 
cheap alcohol, really. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've never been on holiday with mates. I I sort of had. I think I as a little girl, I used to go on. We always used to get uh, caravans and go to Anglesey. Oh, I've been to Anglesey. Yeah, yeah but always if we, you know, because we're you know sh- really poor working class, lucky yeah. if we could afford. A caravan, really, but Anglesey is such an amazing place to go on holiday. They have their own weather there, and the beaches are just incredible. It's it's just my favourite place on earth is on Anglesey, and it's um, some sort of Iron Age huts, and it's in a place called South Stack on the island. And I haven't been there for a very, very long time. But when when I do go there, I get a real sense of nothing else being important. It's almost like it's so timeless. And people from thousands and thousands of years ago lived there, that it really deeply affects me when I'm there. I just... The thought of being there in the summer and lying back in one of these huts, you know, because obviously they're ruins, but yeah. just looking up at the stars is, you just can't beat it. It's just I, amazing. I remember um, going down there one year, um, trying trying surfing down there. There wasn't that much of a wave, but there was me and this this other guy in the water and um were there any sharks no um it was a bit grumpy some surfers there's a whole cat code basically you're supposed to call the wave and if you if you're first up then you, you you're supposed to sort of basically give the wave up for somebody else and this guy was being a, a prat and uh, i just about had enough of him and um I was just coming out of the water, and I thought, I'm, I'm going to wait for you to come out, mate, and me and you are going to have words. And uh, this other guy was going in, and he went, uh, I'm now I'm going to man- mangle the Welsh language. All right, H. And this guy <laughs> was coming out, and uh, and he says, yeah, all right, mate. And I said, uh, yeah. And he said, oh, that's H, that is. You know why we call him H, don't you? And I said, no. And he says, because he looks like Adolf out of Neighbours. <laughs> and he's like, did he popped his specs on. Can they do? Oh my god! <laughs> so that's all I know about angles. Yeah. Well, Red so Bay, tell me about your first pick of song then. Um, my first one is is a recent song. Um, I'll be quite conscious of the fact that we you know, some, some of the uh, our picks are, because we we we're picking songs that that are our own memories mm. uh some of them are, are several years old but this one's quite recent i think it's a couple of years uh, old and it's it's by a, a a uk band called jungle and it's it's called uh, heavy california and uh, i was just out in in spain on um holiday and when when i'm out in spain um i start the day with a with a jog along the uh, the sort of seafront uh, so I can sort of make some space for the gorging that can that goes afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll fit a breakfast in now, you know. Yeah. Bring on bring on my waffles, you know. Nice. <laughs> I, I, I made a space, you know, and uh, and the, the sunshine and you just you're just sort of jogging along the seafront. And uh, I heard this this particular song and I thought, oh that's really good. And so I decided on a, on a whim to download, download the album uh, from Amazon, and now if I if I hear it, I'm sort of back running along this this um, 
this waterfront and uh the whole album's very very summery it's got some sort of uh 60s string samples on it and sounds it sounds like it's been clipped out of sort of something like patent place or something like that you know and uh it's it's really nice so that and the uh christine and queen's album that's that mm. was that holiday i don't think i played much else apart from that well, we'll just so, have a quick snippet of it shall we a quick listen okay Now I have a confession to make. Um, mm. Well, that we I've cocked up a bit. Uh, that your luckily your one of your choices I'm very familiar with, but uh, the, this jungle one and the other song that you picked I haven't actually heard them. I just listened very briefly to them before we started recording, because I didn't get a, you didn't WhatsApp them to me. You Dropbox them to David. So <laughs> I must so, apologise <laughs> that I can't yeah. talk at length about this. I actually thought you'd only picked one song. Ah. Um, so I've only listened to um, sort of a, a minute of that particular song and instantly I really liked it. And I do that a lot. If I listen to music, if I like something, I like it right away. It's a pretty instantaneous yeah. song, actually. It's it's one that if if you like it, and if you liked it, you'd like the whole album. Mm. It's it's you get pretty much the same. So uh, yeah, uh, Jungle, uh, a UK band, although they sound sound very much American on on that one. Um, they've done two albums. I think the first one was called uh, Jungle, <laughs> and Jungle? I think it was it was a Mercury Music Prize nominee, right. and yeah. the the one that. The album that I've just referred to is called uh, is called Forever, and uh, yeah, give them a try. They're, they're a very very good band. So you picked uh, another song as well. Yeah, I picked. Um, well, it's it's a tune, um, and it's by uh, Donald Byrd, and it's called Flight Time, and it's taken from his nineteen seventy three album A Blackbird. So from from going, from going modern, we've gone back to the seventies. I always take this. I've took this uh, this album on holiday. I think more or less every year. It's probably been cassette form um, uh, to be slapped on a Walkman. And if if I'm flying, it's my my go to um, go to album to listen to on a plane because um, basically whoever came up with the uh, the term uh, cattle class, uh, I think they will act <laughs> off. To, uh, Hats off to them because if you're holidaying, you are treated like cattle. I mean, yeah. if if they if they could give the people involved prods to get you through customs, they mm. would. They, you know, and when you've been prodded uh, through customs, you know, you've had your bag searched, you've gone through the shop selling out the you know the perfume, so you know smell. Um, and uh, then you sort of chucked into Weatherspoons at three o'clock in the morning, you know, <laughs> and eventually, you know, you go on this plane and uh, the toilets after 10 minutes stink like Glastonbury on a Monday oh. morning. Oh! 
There's a baby crying somewhere else. No, there's more than one baby crying, well, and it's in the one. seat in front of you. Yeah, absolutely, and the, the stewardesses all look like men dragged up as Gemma Collins, you know. <laughs> they're, they're trying to, they're trying to get even people who've been speed drinking in Weatherspoons even more yeah. pissed, you know. Oh yeah. God! So I just stick this particular track on, and and imagine what you know. That really, I should be on a, a sort of DC six, you know, mm. in the nineteen sixties, yeah. being served uh, with a, a French martini by Nancy Sinatra. Oh. Uh, so if uh, can I the, come on that holiday oh, with you? Man, Where are we yeah, going? No, no, anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, Nancy can choose. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and um, so I, I generally stick this on mid-flight, and I'm having a better time with uh, with Nancy and uh, Donald Bird than I ever would do <laughs> on the actual plane. You know. Um, can you uh, actually believe that at one point, when when sort of commercial flights really took off in the sixties, there was room to walk around, and you could sit and stretch your legs out on chairs? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can. I can remember when you actually you you actually got a free free uh, meal at one stage, you know. I can uh, remember that. As well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were crap. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it's not the point, but, though, know, is it really? Yeah, but that was part of your holiday, and you know, I mean, they've reduced everything, so you know, it's just you're just being constantly sold stuff now, you know. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, never the mind. The last time but, I was on a plane was a couple of years ago now, and uh, the the man. The, oh, no, it was a woman behind me put her feet up on the on the, the sort of near the window, so her foot I could smell her foot <laughs> as well. Yeah, it was it was unpleasant. It was really unpleasant. And um, the in front of me with somebody who got their seat back so far, I couldn't move. I oh. literally couldn't move. And then there was a lot of children on the flight as well. This is a flight from Egypt. The one going to Egypt was just mm -hmm. as bad. Uh, around us were so many screaming children. And the, who, whoever was sitting in front of me again, the, where I was sitting was the person with the, the chair back. And then the two seats opposite, sort of next to it. Yeah was a mum with a baby who was pissed off because she couldn't sit by her husband and her children and the baby kept shitting all the time. <laughs> and she would get up and change the baby's shitty nappy on the side. So I'd got feet one end and baby shit the other. It's, it's one of the worst flights I've ever been on. It was I, awful. I... We it's almost we could almost get on Dave's rant show with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could. I uh, I think it was about I think about eighteen months ago. I did one of those. I booked a holiday for the next day. So literally, I, at ten o'clock in the morning, I booked a holiday, and the following morning we were going. And mm. um, it was a four-hour flight, and we couldn't choose our seats. So I was I was sandwiched between two women who was snoring for the flight. Oh, so I got stereo snoring and three guys behind me were talking about gambling mm. for four hours. What? And it was like, gamble, gamble, snore, snore, gamble, gamble, snore, <sighs> snore. And, and I thought it couldn't get any worse, but the return flight was even worse because 
there was this family and um i my wife has is involved in child protection and she said she nearly had to intervene with one <laughs> it was going that bad oh, but dear. uh no, the the funniest flight I've ever got was uh, from John Lennon Airport in Liverpool yeah. to Turkey. Mm. And it was a Turkish Air- Airlines and everybody, hey, it's holiday time. You know, we're all on the plane. You know, mm. everybody had been in the bar, you know, and uh, they got on and these lovely stewardesses come, you know, right, sir, we're going to give you a free meal. It's free, you know. Oh, and, uh, free? Uh, yeah. The reason they gave you a free meal was because it was Turkish Airlines. It was dry, so there was no alcohol. Oh, and, t- and then this sudden, sudden realisation of course, the fact, <laughs> we can't get drunk. Oh, dear. <laughs> Bet that went down well. Yeah, that, mm. that was that was a funny one. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, I'd never yeah. heard this particular track before. And even though I've only heard a little snippet of it, it sounds like cool jazz. Donald Bird, interesting guy, uh, Dr. Donald, actually. He, he actually did get a, a PhD in music. I taught music at a few universities. Oh. Uh, I'm a massive fan of Donald Bird. Mm. He, um, in fact, this album is, is kind of um, where he, he, he changed track. He was very much a, a sort of bop uh, jazz trumpeter and uh, played with most of the, the, the sort of big uh key figures of the time uh I know Hank Mobley he played with him uh he's very f- good friends with um Miles Davis and very respected Miles Davis had a friend I find that hard to believe <laughs> Miles Davis yeah yeah there are not many people can say that um no. but um he changed tack in the 70s and got into well him, him, and Miles really got into got into sort of jazz funk, and this was his first uh, foray into sort of jazz funk. So, what year uh, was this out then? Seventy two, right? And um, the album that I got into was uh, uh, an album called "Thank You for Funking Up My Life," and uh, that was just <laughs> that was just passed around. Everybody was into that, but um, I think this. And I, I remember reading that he got a terrible slating off the jazz critics for this album because they thought he betrayed, you know, his his uh, his own roots. And uh, you know, because if you think rock critics are bad, you you should read some jazz criticism. Right? Oh, I do yeah. all the time, actually. Yeah. Not really. <laughs>
so that's uh, that's not your main track no, that you um, pick that isn't no. the one no um this is a if if you listen to the album it is literally a line on a sun lounger album oh. and staring to the sky and thinking who's going to be the first one to go and order a drink today <laughs> so <laughs> right. i can sidle up behind them and go well you know he's having a drink yeah yeah no this is it's not the main one um I was when you said holiday. I of course I thought, yeah, there is the beach holiday, but there's yeah. also the city holiday. Yes, uh, which is a totally different vibe. So, uh, um, to altogether, because how do you do you actually if you go like on a weekend break to a city, mm-hmm. do you actually have time to listen to music? Because I I can honestly say because I listen to music all the time. And normally when I listen to music, like on the plane, probably not at the airport, actually in the room or outside. And I I don't think I've ever listened to music while I've been like in New York or in Paris or in Rome or in Florence. Yeah, but um, you're a very artistic person, aren't you? So Mm. if you went, uh, say, to a city, say you went to Paris, you'd be looking to go to galleries. Well, yeah, that's exactly what. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. 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 Tina, when I go to a big city, Um. I want to find a record shop and I want to find a clothes shop. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a tart. It makes absolutely that, and I will go and look at the odd building. I quite like architecture. I yeah. have no interest in art. Art is for other people, I'm afraid. Right. Um, so okay. I will clamp headphones on and go and stare at a building for about 20 minutes and then go and find another record shop, go and find another clothes shop and come yeah. home. So um, my experience is probably a little bit different to yours. Um, well, actually, I tell a lie there because I, because I, I have got a song that um from paris in fact as well that uh i was walking down the champs-elysees with my friend uh this is 15 years ago 16 years ago actually um and we'd gone on a trip a rugby trip with the intention of not going to see the rugby but to go around paris and yeah, go to Pere- yeah. yeah just go to Père Lachaise and go to a couple of museums yeah. and uh, and we ended up i think we were staying in saint denis and we ended up on the champs elysees and we walked past a massive record shop it may have been like hmv or something or actually on mm. the champs elysees and as we walked past they they've got a big thing going on that serge gainsborough's Oh, album had come yeah. out yeah. that wasn't playing it was mojo's lady ah yeah so yeah. i really really love that song and, and i it was the first time i'd ever heard it so whenever i think of paris i i think of that song i remember the first time we went to paris we did something similar they it was um sort of uh, a, a coach tour that was supposed to supposed to take you around the sites. And we decided we were going to run off from this coach tour. Yeah. So we, we didn't get back on the coach and we went off piste. And um, we went to um, a gallery. Um, I, th- oh, I know there was some Vincent van Gogh's in there. Um, 
I don't there know. There was a couple of pets, and they were shit. Um, there was no jumpers for sale in there. <laughs> yeah, the gift shop was very disappointing. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Musée Dorsey, that was it. It's a All right. converted train station. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we, we went around because they were a little bit arty people. So we came out and then um, went into the, a bar opposite and had a few, few beers. And... Um, we were walking back, and I remember, I think it was my girlfriend at the time, said, you know, she said, uh, Paris, she said, very clean city. She said, mm. they've, look, they've washed all the streets down, they've washed all the streets down. So when we eventually found our way back to this hotel, because it was, we had to kind of end up giving the uh, the metro to this this hotel, the comeback, this rep was apoplectic and go, where the hell have you, what the hell happened, where were you, I've been so worried, oh, what have you been so worried about? She says, uh, there was a full-scale riot in the middle of Paris. Oh, dear. So the, the, the water on the streets, they've actually got the, the houses out. They've got oh the water God. cannons out to disperse this, this riot that we'd sat in this bar for about four hours, getting absolutely smashed and missed, you know. So we were wandering around, you know, completely oblivious to the whole thing. But uh, I think Paris is is one of those cities that it's made to... You, you've got to walk around. You, you've, mm. you've got to walk around and... Yeah. and um, isn't there a this a group of people that used to be called something like the Flanners, and they would pick? Um, oh, you look up Flanners when you've uh, Wikipedia, yeah. and yeah. they would pick a particular route uh, yeah. every day. It was like a circular route, and they would change the route every day. It was kind of like a philosophy. Because I mean, Paris, you've got to be. Existentialists, only you? you've got to have your, you've got to have your beret on, haven't you? Beret and tie, tie your jumper around your yeah, shoulders. Jean Paul Sartre oh, or Camus. Yeah. Simon Yeah, I really would like a shag, but I better be, make myself <laughs> smoke this shit on and oh, yeah. order the red wine. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, um, I have picked a song about Paris and a song that was actually recorded in Paris. And well, I didn't know that. Yeah, the uh, they I can't remember where the, uh, the the studio was, but it was definitely recorded. Oh, it was recorded at uh, La Studio Grande oh. in, uh, in Paris itself, um, and uh, it's the Style Council and the Paris Match. Um, the version that was on uh, the Long Hot Summer EP, um, because on um, on the album it's sung by Tracy Thorne. Um, which is another blinding version. Um, mm. But I think Trace is a bit more, they push the, the double bass up and it's a little bit more stripped down. It's kind of late at night, smoky jazz, whereas sort of the Paul Weller versions walking around after being dumped. and uh, <laughs> As if any woman would ever dump Paul Weller. And there is a link actually between um, the Donald Byrne and Paul Weller. Oh, uh, really? Th there is... Um, on um, one of Paul's uh, live albums, uh, he, the song "Remember How We Started," it uh, it he goes into a bit of uh, Domino's, uh, which is a, a Donald Byrd song. Oh right, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I think you'll find that oh. uh, it does that. Yes, that's yes, yes. ultra geeky. That is. <laughs> it well, is very geeky. Yes. Paul Weller is probably one of my very first loves. Uh, mm -hmm. The Jam were, you know, 
sort of when you re- you're a teenager, early teens, and you become totally obsessed with one I band. Watched, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Jam were it for me. They were the first band that I saw live, mm-hmm. as well, uh, with friends. I was fourteen, and I went to D Side Leisure Centre in uh, D Side, and and saw the Jam, and that was it. I just uh, just. I God, I can't even remember how I got the money for their albums, but I was absolutely, totally obsessed with them. And then when I got a bit older, I sort of, you know, uh, made different friends and got into people like Joni Mitchell. But um, Paul Weller stayed with me all these years. I'm still a big Paul Weller fan. Yeah, and I yeah. still listen to my jam albums. Yeah. And the I... st- Style Council as well. Still, still yeah. listen to it. Still think it holds up. I think I've, he's I've, a great song, a I, real I great really prefer, song. Um, I really prefer. It's to say, but I, I think the Style Council was a better band than the Jam. I know I'm, mm. I'm in the minority here, but um, I thought he, he, he took a massive leap, and I, I think it worked. I, I really do. Um, well, I, I prefer the Jam, but then I. I would because they're a bit rougher than the Style well, Council. Absolutely, they're a bit yeah, more rock and roll, yeah. aren't they? The jam. Well, they were. I mean, yeah. um, he, I think because he was, because he was uh, sort of very much into the mod thing. Um, I think he really wanted to take the next step, and and he looked he looked at the modernists, which were the precursors of the mods, who were really into sort of. You know, they were into jazz. They were they they were into sort of you know dressing good and listening to sort of Miles Davis again and mm. uh, a lot of those sort of bop musicians. And um, I think he, he in order to go forward, he went back if you can understand. Yeah. And and he got more into this jazz and soul thing. And um, I mean, I've seen I've been I think my first jam album was all mod cons which yeah. i had for a girlfriend bought it me for christmas and i think i wanted something else so i thought i'll <laughs> give this I'll, yeah i dropped hints and got this why have i got a jam album but yeah but uh <laughs> you're so ungrateful i was i wanted them i wanted a mohair jump and i got a bloody jam album um and, uh, it's a bit punky it's a bit yeah. punky for you mr it smooth was. yeah and um I remember playing it and then just playing it and playing it. And in, in fact, it's one of those records you don't even have to put the record physically played. I can remember each track in order, you know. And yeah. uh, what's they, your favourite jam album then? Uh, my favourite is All Mod Cons, right? Uh, because I think knowing it, because I think the second uh, jam album, which uh, wasn't sort of well received, I think is a great is a great character for coming back he's made so many comebacks mm. um and i think it was um the all mod cons is is kind of it, they were almost written off and then it, ca- it came out with that and mm. uh and then just it just absolutely established his career and um, like when he did wildwood um yeah, yeah. well i know the the first paul weller album after the he'd split the star council um which is absolutely brilliant album mm. his first his first one but i think wall would again yeah got him back up there and yeah. he will keep coming back i mean um he's he's probably i i was saying earlier him and the pet shop boys i will buy 
a Paul Weller album without having to <laughs> yeah. hear it first. I will buy it on the strength because I trust him. And uh, I and it keeps going forward. Mm. Have you heard the Ghost Box EP that he released this year? No, is, no, I haven't. Um, weird. It's very it's expensive, just, isn't it? Fifty quid. I yeah. got. It. I got the actual. Te- I got the the release. I was lucky enough to get it released. I'll never probably play very often because mm. it's just ambient noises. But he's he's so experimental still. I mean, he's sixty, sixty one, something like that, mm. like that now, and he's still quite happily, you know, ploughing his own furrow. Um, and I think while everybody else is. It, has more or less felt fallen by the wayside. He just, he, he just still likes music, and he's still yeah. experimental. Um, well, I, I've got an album. Oh, what the hell is it called? It's a folk album, and it's, is it? It's the Something Village. Oh, I can't think what it's called. Um, and he sings on a couple of tracks, yeah, and they're proper right, like yeah. hardcore folk, yeah, you know, re- right, the real yeah. thing. It's a, and that's a great album. As yeah, well. he, yes, um... I own folk albums. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about Paul Weller though is um, he's very virile and has an awful lot of children, and keeps getting very young girls pregnant. <laughs> and that's why he has to keep working and keep knocking keep albums working. out. He must yeah. have like. 18 kids now yeah. and fuck me he looks rough doesn't he I think he's just had twins yeah it was, uh, a, it was yeah. a few years ago wasn't yeah, it that's well, she, right, yeah. she's on twitter a lot his wife and she's I think she really loves his fame so I, I like stop following all his stuff but uh yeah, he he looks like she's definitely sucked all the life out of him. Well, it, she, apparently, she, uh, she at one stage she said it's it's me or the booze really because he, right. he, he he could put it away apparently yeah. and um, he's been teetotal for several years oh, now. Right. Well, Again, he spans generations as well because he's like he's yeah. been a big influence on people like Liam Gallagher hasn't he and worked yeah. with him but uh, yeah I'm quite envious of you going to see him if the I, tour happens because I yeah. I think I, it's got to be over 10 years since I've seen him and I went I with s- Dave he's not the best person to go to a Paul Weller gig with <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> yeah. um, I saw him in uh, in a forest last year he, he played oh, uh, that was nice. uh, a Canuck Chase which is quite local to me I could hmm. I can cycle up to Canuck Chase in about 20 minutes and uh, that was a good setting. It was it was a really di- different sort of. I'm not a big on open air concerts. Um, I think mm. really everywhere should have a roof if you're going to go and see a band. But uh, it was it was a nice and pleasant pleasant enough, enough night. But I prefer him in a I prefer him in a, a, a hall. So I think he's paying. I'm um, seeing him in um, somewhere near Stoke and Trent. I think it's Hanley mm. uh, in a couple of months, and then uh, Leicester. Demount for it all at the end of the year. Um, if remember, we're not all dead by then, <laughs> <laughs> mm. I remember. I think he was the. I because at one stage, the, some friends of mine, when we were really into music, they said, "You know the jam, yeah, yeah. You know you can. You know when they do a sound check, yeah, you can just go in." So me and uh, a couple of lads, we went to the Civic Hall mm. uh, in Wolverhampton, and uh, we said. Uh, Excuse me, mate. Uh, are the jamming? Uh, can we go have a look? And uh, this security guard, probably a bit about ninety, come up and said, "Well, yeah, there's some people in there making a row, you know." And we sort of opened the door, and there were about forty or fifty lads and girls standing stood by the stage, and we sort of crept along. 
and they were really, really nice guys, you know, yeah. I mean, and uh, his oh, dad... Well. well, I have a bit of a story about one of them who isn't Ooh. so nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't know if you know that Bruce Foxton tours now. In From the Jam, yeah. From yeah. the Jam, yeah. So I've actually never... Uh, well, I saw him years ago when he first started doing it. I can't really remember it. I wasn't drunk or anything, but I, I don't know. I, I, I went with a friend and it, they were playing Wrexham, um, a very small venue in Wrexham. It was really mm. packed. And I can't remember it at all. I can't remember if I loved it or hated it or whatever. So I will not name the persons who I'm talking about, but regular listeners of the podcast will may have an inkling. Um, somebody I know, they played for them, um, th this venue. And this person, you know, gives me a bit of gossip about some of the people that play there, whether or not they're odd or what their particular, yeah. uh, what they want on their rider or whatever. And she, she actually told me that Bruce Foxton is one of the most unpleasant people she has ever met in her life. Right. Nothing was right. N it just the other person who plays with him who who sings was really nice and quite doing the withering look behind his head and rolling his eyes and but he's played at this venue several times and every time she absolutely think doesn't want to work that night because he's impossible Ooh, yeah ooh. and what okay. whatever happened to rick buckler well, he played with he played with Bruce Foxton in that band at one mm. stage. Um, yeah. it, it, it seemed they were in their own tribute band almost. Yeah, isn't um, that weird? He's very bitter. Um, I think yeah. uh, Paul Weller reached out to uh, Bruce uh, when Bruce's wife died um, yeah. uh, a few years ago, and I think they've they they, they did some work and they've certainly played together. But uh, Rick has got Paul has got no time for Rick, and Rick has got no time for Paul. They both hate him, and Rick Buckler, Buckler's book he's, he's quite scathing of mm. uh, Weller, so um, no love lost there, I'm afraid. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so, are you going to introduce this in yeah. French then? Oh, <laughs> this is the Paris match by the style cancel where your berries with pride.
French, then I'm disappointed that you didn't introduce that. <laughs> I I should have I should have I should have actually mugged that up and should have uh, done you know yeah, uh, boy. Um, do you think yeah yeah. So there we have the Style Council with the amazing Paul Weller. <laughs> do you feel all mellow now? And oh, I'm, sort of I'm, all... I'm on that left bank already. Oh yeah, on the left bank. <laughs> uh, you're looking over at water, thinking bloody hell, I could just eat a kebab now. <laughs> We're fucking all all the bloody Sally is onion soup. <laughs> no black pudding for bloody miles. No bloody black pudding. <laughs> well, I suppose I should ask what your choice of theme is for our next show, Stephen. Uh, well, be prior to that, Tina. Uh, we go into that. I've um, I've decided to introduce a new feature. Oh God! <laughs> I am not wearing that hat again. <laughs> Come on, you know you like it. Go on. Then. Um, it's a game which I have invented. Oh dear! And I'm calling it "Don't Bore Us, Get to the Chorus." Okay, <laughs> yay! Uh, in which. I'm going to read the opening verse from a song which is based on uh, today's theme, which okay. is holidays. Right. And what I'd like you, the Tina, to do. The Tina? Is, the Tina to do is I'm hoping that you can get to the chorus before I, I do. Otherwise, it's going to be a duet and nobody really okay. wants that. Okay. Tina, are you ready? Yes. I'm going to give you a clue. Yeah. This song was released in 1983 and reached number three in the UK charts. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Let me take you to the place where memberships a smiling face (laughs) brush shoulders with the stars where strangers take you by the hand and welcome you to Wonderland from beneath they're Panamas. Any clues? Yeah. Sing I know it, what then. it is. Oh. Go on. Club Tropicana. Scarlet. Drink three. <laughs> sun and sun. And there's and there's enough, enough for everyone. For everyone. All that's missing it's is the sea. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. You can suntan. Oh, five points, Dana. You win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I love a bit of whammy. Oh, I just like a bit of George. Oh, right? I'd love a bit of George. I was I was in a beef when they shot the um the video for that song. <gasps> wow. Paul um 
um, George and Michael in the back of the uh, open top car wow. running around Ibiza. Yeah, I, I can uh, dressed as airline pilots. I seem I to remember. I still can't believe he's dead. You know. It's, I can't believe that he's strange, dead. Strange, strange yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, immense yeah. talent. Absolutely worship George Michael. Never did a shit song. He's just amazing. And another another maverick, really. Yeah, he's, absolutely. Yeah, went yeah. too went too quickly, I think. Yeah, really. But, yeah. Uh, he, I, I think at one stage he, he you know, um, I think the critics used to you know, deride him terribly. Mm. And he's one of these people since that. Everybody's gone around and gone, actually, what he talented, you know. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, well, I was lucky enough to see him. Uh, me and Dave went to Wembley to see one of his uh, big, con before Symphonica. It was yeah. a couple of years before that. And I'm very, because Dave is a real, he really likes old rock music, but mm -hmm. I'm more eclectic. I mean, Dave shouts at me and says, oh, I'm eclectic too. And he is, but not, as he prefers rock music and it was a real sack you know because we had to travel and I thought oh my god it was like the time we, we saw Tom Waits I thought mm -hmm. he's gonna really hate this and I feel bad but oh god I've got to go and see George Michael and Dave stood through the whole concert because I just danced all the way yeah. and screamed and like sang and was so excited and Dave loved it he loved I it <laughs> yeah I, I remember um, do you remember the footballer Andy Gray who played yes, for yeah, uh, Aston yeah, Villa? Yeah. The Scottish guy who got banned off, kicked off Sky. He had a club in Birmingham which was called the Holy City Zoo. Um, in the era when footballers, you know, used to splash by nightclubs, you know. And uh, they, it was kind of a, like a, a typical nightclub at a weekend. There'd be a, a sort of DJ. But in the week, he would. Be, it would be used to, to book bands. And uh, uh, I saw George and Andrew uh, doing, uh, when they did tapes, they'd mind, they sung over a backing tape. Right, And right. I think there wow. must have been about 25 in the in the actual uh, nightclub. So, <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. amazing. And, and literally about four months later, they, they'd completely broken through and, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. So, the so, theme for next week. Oh, next. Not next week. week. <laughs> we can't yeah. wait that fast, folks. <laughs> I um, don't know. We've got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're in lockdown. So. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm in voluntary isolation here. I could mm. do one tomorrow. Um, okay. It, uh, the theme for the next episode is live. Live. So, okay. A live, live album. It could be a live event. It could be a live act that you've seen. Right. It, I'll leave the choice up to you. Very well. And that's pretty good. Uh, and if anybody out there listening uh, wants to tweet us what they think, that would be great as well. You know, if you want to join in and tell us what you instantly think of, whether it be water or holiday or this new one of live. Hmm... Yeah, I've got me thinking now. <laughs> got me thinking now. Yeah. So. George live, you see. I mean, you could always uh, sort of shoe on a, a George Michael track in there, couldn't you? Yeah, could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if it's if I'm going to talk about live bands, we're going down the Slayer route. <laughs> You'd love it. I haven't tortured you yet, have I? 
No. (laughs) Yeah, your time will come. Right. Your time will come. So, as I bid you farewell, Steve, we'll just do a little bit of housekeeping before we go. You can check out our fantabulous uh, website at www.60minuteswith.co.uk and remember that the 60 is always numerical and not witted. So it's a 6-0, oh, not a six-t-e-a. <laughs> We're also on Reddit at 60 Minutes With. We're on Twitter at 60 Minutes With. And we're on Instagram at 60 Minutes With. One other thing you could do that would help us enormously is leave us a review, whether it be on iTunes. You can give us one star if you want, but uh, it gets us sort of more traction Uh, or you can email us a review or fill out the contact form on the website with a review and we don't mind if you hate us tell us we're always open to suggestions but not that suggestion because it's rude and it wouldn't fit I could try (laughs) I don't think you'd like it though and I keep kept asking you at the beginning if you got lube and you didn't answer me so obviously you haven't got lube have you and nobody's got any liquid soap Oh no, no! no. <laughs> Nobody's got any. So uh, yes, uh, and we please. Watched, yeah. Oh, go on then. You watched. No, you watched. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll save that for another episode. Oh, okay That's then. The please keep an eye out on our Twitter because we always have competitions. And last week we were very lucky to have uh, welcomed Dean of the Dead in as the sponsor for um, oh that bloody awful podcast that Dave does with Tom. What's it called? Shitty decade of decade of deck. De- I can't even speak. <laughs> This, I'm just stuff dr- stuff I'm, about films. Yeah, stuff about 80s films. Stuff, stuff that's got no music yeah, in it. Yeah, it's got no bloody music in it. It's bloody shit, it is. Yeah, bloody bollocks anyway. So uh, so I think while we're on lockdown, I'll probably spend most of my time watching videos on YouTube. Well, no, Dave actually watches, makes me watch this. What the hell was he watching this morning? It was. A, have you seen those videos on YouTube that are mashups? of songs and he was listening to um oh god it was i heard it through the grapevine okay and the music was rats round and round do you know that song it did another one of those heavy metal people aren't they yeah they are yeah, you probably would yeah. know that song round and round it goes around comes around you would know it Mm-hmm. You were alive in the 80s. He's going, uh-huh, yeah, bored now. <laughs> it's not Miles Davis or Chet Baker. I'm not interested. Have, have you come across the um, Hot 8 Brass Band yet? No. Oh, I'll send you some stuff it, for that. They, they, do they do a, a fantastic um, cover of Sexual Healing. When you said, Mar- uh, when you said um, uh, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, good. I'm not lost for words. You said Marvin Gaye. I was just thinking. I just heard that the other day, and I thought, wow, their their cover of Sexual Healing's brilliant. So uh, yeah, I'll have to send you that. So how many uh, how many LPs are you going to buy next week before we go? Um, I've got probably t- uh, two pre-ordered, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> looking at uh, yeah. yeah I, in fact, I was looking at. Uh, Buying a, a Donny Hathaway album this morning, but um, the trouble is that people in America they they just don't off scalp you for a, the, the charge uh, for sending stuff through the mail, mm. 
I mean, you're talking twenty quid to send an album across, you know, across. Yeah. So, uh, and depending and, on how much it is, you have to pay tax at this end as well, don't you? Well, so, this is yeah. yeah. The, 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 the quite cheap. Uh, you could probably pick a like. I'm particularly interested in getting this Donny Hathaway album. It's probably only about four or five dollars, but you know, the transportation costs. It's 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 making it turn it into an expensive affair. But we shall see. Well, I actually was joking and I thought that maybe you weren't going to buy any albums and that you were going to say you were going to buy yourself a nice fez instead. Mm, (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I will say goodbye to you, Steve, and look forward to talking to you next time. Hasta la wiggle. Whatever that means. Hasta la wiggle. Hasta la wiggle. Hasta la wiggle. Bye. Bye. I've been talking away at you then. I, I got I got nothing. I had nothing. I did I just noticed that I leant forward and my boob pressed the button. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually don't know when I pressed the button, what was the last thing you heard me say? <laughs> I was I was waffling on about a record collection. Uh, you said something oh <laughs> set it on fire and I was waffling along. I was telling you a, a story about me getting ripped off, but uh... <laughs> And I was answering you, and yeah, okay, hang on, I just need to drink water. Oh, sorry, Steve. This that's an edit out, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, Dave. <laughs>